not doing possessions. Uh huh. My nice unicorn, man. Oh yeah, I'm big time in the corns. So magical, right? You know they're the most lethal animal on the planet. Welcome to the rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. For the foreseeable future, we're going to be ranking action movies. After that, who knows? But we're hoping our listeners will get involved and help us decide. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com, or email us at therankwithjohnandzack at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. I have to ask you then about The Rock. You see, that's actually funny because remember when remember when Rocky sucked? It's something that the internet doesn't seem to remember as much. I'm always, I still think Rocky that Rocky sucks. Just, yeah. So back that was back when he was Rocky Maivia, a member of the Nation of Domination. And right, he was trying to change to The Rock. Yeah, and then he changed the rock, and then everyone loved him. And I was like, no, we still hate him. I See, I remember that vividly, which is why I wanted to ask you about the rock. Because I remember that, like, I started to turn around on it. Like, I kind of like him. He's, he's funny. And you're just like, no, he still sucks. <laughs> what happened to Rocky sucks, everyone? I have yeah, you would still chant, Rocky sucks, like, right? Rocky sucks during <laughs> the pay-per-views. Everybody else would be like, yeah, Rocky. would be like, Rocky sucks. I'm not so easily swayed as you. So, clearly I, I don't fall to the charms of rocks <laughs> but you know so i'm curious if that brand loyalty to rocky sucks has carried through to his uh his acting career well i think a lot of his movies are pretty bad but he can be good so why not I saw yeah he's a, meme a charming recently. guy yeah i saw a meme recently though that was like him four pictures of him in like jungle like where yeah like like Car, like khaki shorts and like a you know whatever shirt and it was like all right name these four movies and it's four different movies but it's the same movie because they're all the, they're all the rock in the jungle so it's right. like actually one of them's probably a jumanji one of them might be the one where he fights the little people remember i don't know what movie that is Kevin. little people I, <laughs> yeah yeah they beat him up and he's like you guys fight hard that's all i remember oh Kevin oh the rundown right the, the rundown, rundown. Yeah, the rundown. You remember the rundown perfectly well. How how was the rundown? Did you see it? <laughs> I did see it. I think I own it actually. <laughs> Not that was that's it, saying much though. Was, was it okay? Yeah, right. I know where you're, I, I see where you're going with this, but I think it might be okay. I yeah, I enjoyed it. Yes, I enjoyed. Yeah, it. okay. <laughs> so nobody else in the world remembers the name of the movie, but you know, hold on. What is this movie? The oh, yeah, looks, Sean William looks, Scott. Sean William Scott. <laughs> Sean Williams. Christopher Walken. I know, he, Christopher Walken plays a dick. He's he's like Slumming a pretty convincing dick. bad guy. Hey, The Rock had hair back then. I forgot. I know. I know. I it's, it's weird. But, uh, but yeah, no. It, the, I feel like for me, his transformation into a likable action star took a while for me to really kick in. Because he was still just The Rock for me for a long ass time. Trying to think, when was the first thing? So that's interesting because, so for me, because I had, you know, turned around on him while I was around, I was like really invested in him becoming a movie star. 
you were ready because, to go. Well, because I wanted to see like all the wrestlers become movie stars. Uh huh. Well, well and, haven't 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 they all? Well, Batista. Batista and Pete. Pete, what's his name? John Cena. And what's called him? Peter Cena. Oh, Jim Peter Cena. <laughs> Peter Cena. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, John Cena. John and, Cena. That, and that's it. I don't yeah, like I know. Stone Cold well, Steve, Steve Austin was in Steve Austin was in The Expendables, which is probably one that we should end up ranking at some point. Absolutely. I haven't seen any of, any past the first one. And there's like five now. And like, I kind of, <laughs> kind of, I, I can't. You see, speaking of invested, I'm actually kind of invested in find, in watching all of those and seeing if they continue. <laughs> The trend well, of getting more and more ridiculous. I have seen them all, and mm. uh, I don't want to give anything away because the plot. Please don't. No, no spoilers, please. <laughs> but yeah, they get they get more and more ridiculous. You see, but that's like great. in a fun way, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. Those movies kind of are. That's the purpose is to be ridiculous. So I'm fine right. With that. Exactly. You know, this movie, the the rundown, it has a lot of people in it. Like this isn't. I know. Um, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, That's something. Imagine, yeah. imagine a movie where Sean William Scott gets billing over Rosario Dawson. Um, I can't imagine that anymore. Okay, so on today's episode, as always, if you uh, know, you know, um, as Pusha T says. If you don't, then uh, we are starting with a quick summary. We're just going to go over quickly what it's about, so you know, and uh, then we're going to go into. Potent notables, which are things that we thought were interesting about the movie, if anything. Um, then we're going to get into a longer summary where we're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. And finally, the rank, the important part, the part that everyone's here for. All right. So let's get into it. So today we're ranking Central Intelligence, the 2016 movie written by Ike Barinholtz oh, yeah. and David Stassen and uh, further rewrites by Ross and Marshall Thurber, who also directed it. And, and starring uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. I, I believe there was a story by uh, John uh, Caramer's name. By John, okay. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> ruined the joke because I couldn't remember it. But the, what, was, what was the cliffhanger story guy? Oh, John Long. John Long. <laughs> oh, uh, I see. Central intelligence from a story by John Long, I believe. Yeah, premise. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he was like, "What if they're like CIA agents instead of rock climbers?" I got that wrong. John Long's premise was, uh, "What if they were like CIA agents who were rock climbing?" And they were like, "Yeah, no, they're not rock climbing in this one, John. Not everything has rock climbing in it." <laughs> so we've ranked Aliens and Cliffhanger so far. So we're sticking with the idea that we should try to alternate movies that have really different feels to it. Uh Um, So we did action sci-fi, you know, action, action, uh, rock climbing. (laughs) And now we're doing action comedy. Uh, John Long's favorite genre, action rock climbing. (laughs) Exactly. This was, so I would say this was definitely different from the last two we watched. I think so. Um, All right. So those of you who don't know central intelligence, first of all, you either want to watch it before you listen to this or probably watch it while you're listening to this. I would think that would be kind of fun, actually. Um, <laughs> if not incredibly annoying, it'd be like Mystery Science Theater 3000, except that it would not line up. <laughs> We'd be talking about completely different scenes. They're like, I'm trying like, to get to this. We're fast forwarding. Yeah. Hold on, let me get to the part that they're talking about. <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah, spoilers ahead. Central Intelligence follows two main characters, Calvin the Golden Jet Joiner, played by Kevin Hart, and Robbie Weirdick, or <laughs> Bob Stone, played by Dwayne Johnson. Calvin is the most popular kid in high school, and Robbie is the least. Robbie experiences a terrible act of bullying, and Calvin is the only person who seems to have any compassion in that moment. Later in life, Robbie works out a, t- works out a ton and becomes a secret agent, Bob Stone and gets ensnared in a global terrorist plot. Robbie slash Bob enlists the unwitting help of Calvin, who has become a a forensic accountant, to take down the bad guys. On to our potent notables, which feel free to jump in on any of this stuff, Zach, but uh, on a budget of $50 million, Central Central Intelligence made $127.4 million domestic in six days. (laughs) <laughs> well, on a budget of $50 million, I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but at the same time, yeah, I guess, I guess the budget is what matters, because I see news stories of X movie made, like, you know, a, what I think is a decent amount of money, and not just, like, on a personal level. Right, but because like, like, it's a flop. Yeah, and I'm like, I thought that, that was good. <laughs> like, when yeah. you were a kid, the $100 million was, like, a, you know... A that was the, yeah, that was the barometer. They made $100 million, and there was going to be a sequel. Yeah, but nowadays it's like, okay, well, that movie sucked, I guess. I thought I thought people saw it or whatever. But well, I mean, that sounds good, but you know, if the, and <laughs> well, to take it back to Avatar: The Way of Water again, so I I'm, I think this is the third straight episode we've talked about it. But I mean, you can't help it when you're talking about a budget. There's like a four hundred yeah. million dollar budget for that. That's crazy. <laughs> One of these days, we make a movie with a billion-dollar damn budget, and the movie's going to have to make $100 billion back. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be new, and then it, new and it's going to happen, too. He's going to make it work somehow. Yeah. It, never doubt that, fucker. Seriously. Actually, I've got a fun quote from Ross and Marshall Thurber, who Ross is the director Marshall. of this movie, about James Cameron. So it's, you know what? I, maybe I'll just go down to that right now and read it to you, because I thought this was, uh, this was interesting. So Thurburn, in an interview for Central Intelligence, uh, the interviewer brought up True Lies. And Thurber was like, I mean, James Cameron, he's the only director who's never missed. All he does is make great movies. I just kind of thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, he doesn't make, when you look at his, uh, his uh, you know, IMDb page or whatever, he actually doesn't have that many movies. But, I mean, I guess he concentrates on them, and all of them are pretty good, so. Right, exactly. He's like, uh, um, I'm going to make a hit now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I'll just, I'll just pop out a hit. Why not? Buy a new submarine now. <laughs> a new, like, uh, not just a submarine, like a like a, a technologically amazing, like, you know. Right. <laughs> I can't even think, like, breakthrough submarine to go to places that no one's ever been. Yeah. Um, He's headed to the, you know, the center of the earth at some point. <laughs> okay, so... Now should get back to this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big hit, right? Mm. Which, interestingly, Black Adam, which is The Rock's newest, you know, action-adventure movie, superhero mm. movie, flop. Yeah. But the so, budget was over $100 million. So, so that's, the, that's the difference, I guess. Right. And uh, Black Adam was such a weird one, because you remember the first weekend was really big? Yeah. Like, like it had, like, a weekend comparable to a lot of the biggest hits like of recent times, and then it just dropped off on a freaking cliff. It was insane. Well, you know, it didn't get great reviews, and I think that, that it. Like, you know, yeah. you wouldn't think that, it used to be that that didn't play a role in it at all. 
yeah, but this one, it seems like the, the few people who were really interested went to see it, and then no one else, you know, cared. So, Well, you know what I think is sort of interesting is I think a lot of the Hollywood people hate Rotten Tomatoes, right? Mm, okay, Rotten Tomatoes yeah. has ruined it. You can't have star-driven vehicles anymore. Like, you can't just have movies that are fun. Um, and to a certain extent, I can see their their logic there. But I also think Rotten Tomatoes has made it so you, you have to make a good movie. Like yeah, you can't just make a movie with a big star and people are going to go see it. You, you have to actually make a decent movie mm-hmm. or else people aren't going to watch it. And I, I saw Black Adam. And the thing is, is like this, and this is where the, the argument from the Hollywood people makes sense. Because like Black Adam is fun. It's mindless, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, part of me is like, I wish reviewers would go, I, I almost wish like, they can have categories for movies, right? Yeah. So that you review them based on the category that it's in. Mm-hmm. So, like, we made this movie not to intellectually challenge you. Mm-hmm. So, rate it, review it based on no intellectual capability, right? Yep. On, like, the masterpiece drama scale, this one is four, but on the action, silly action movie scale, it's, you know, seven, eight, something exactly. like that. Exactly. So I, so in that from that sense, I, I get it because it's it's sort of like, you know, you see a rotten score and you're like, oh, this must not be any good. But at the same time, it's like, well, but sometimes like it's fun to just go see a mindless action or superhero or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, when Black Adam came out, uh, one of my favorite critics, critics Matt Zoller Seitz, um, who writes for several websites, he gave it a great review. He get he was like one of the best superhero movies in recent years, and I was like, oh, neat. And huh. then. Like he was like the only one. That's he, also really gave, yeah, he also gave the Snyder cut of the Justice League a really good review too. So maybe he's just not really it. quite. I haven't seen that either. But um, I like Black Adam as well. So I, I was like, oh, that was fun. And then, I liked it. Yeah. So I don't know. This is this is where my gripe is with reviewers, which is why I felt like it's important to do this this ranking podcast because maybe you know people are not willing to see some of these movies because they didn't necessarily get reviewed well. Mm-hmm. But are actually just fun. But for instance, I uh, forgot Central Intelligence was a movie. As you mentioned it, I was like, oh, that was probably not a good movie because I forgot it existed. But <laughs> I probably would never have watched it because I was like, all right. Not that, I can't, not that it's a big deal, but. Right, but it's. So, I mean, and I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's fun, right? I mean, I thought it was. Well, we'll see. How, okay, how all right. It, well, you don't want to give anything away. I like that about you, Zach. You, you're very controlled. I have a hard time with that. I'm like, but I want to talk about it now. <laughs> so this is the film where the famous Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson friendship was formed. So they, oh, this is the first one. Yeah. This is the first one they did together. This is where they Uh-oh. became like best friends. So, yeah. And they, cause when you said that it was, Oh, it's a such Kevin Hart and were the rock movie. I was like, which fucking one? <laughs> cause yeah, I know they've done, they've done a few. I was actually originally talking about DC's league of super pets. Um, but you misunderstood. Oh, I see. <laughs> the one where pet super pets gotcha. So this movie was originally started by Universal in 2010, with Ed Helms and Will Ferrell playing the roles of Calvin and Bob. Which one is which one is the right? I don't one? know. I was trying to find out. I couldn't find it because I was like, well, who's playing the he- like the the CIA agent of these? Yeah. That's- um, but the plans fell through. And so Thurber convinced New Line, which is owned by Warner Brothers, to purchase the script from Universal. 
And that's how we have the movie today. Warner Brothers did the domestic release and Universal did the international. You, 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 know, you know a lot more about these, uh, like the business of these things than I do. Because I like, I would see that and go, okay, not care. But <laughs> you're coming up with all these interesting business facts, like with Carol Co. being, you know, uh, their, their accounting issues. Yes. Yeah. The Machiavellian scheme by Peter Hoffman. Yes, exactly. Screwing over Andrew Vagina. There's a name you won't forget. No, it's in who doesn't want to screw over Vagina, but not all of us do it. Uh, it just it gets messy is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, Central Intelligence. I'm uh, he directed a couple other decent enough things, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't write them all down, but I, I was actually, like, kind of surprised. I was like, oh, he did that one? Oh, he did that one? Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of – several with The Rock, so I guess they, they got along. Well, you know what I thought was in, – he in one of his interviews that I – you know, one of the many interviews that I watched um, in my research I oh. and read, um, I saw he said that uh, – so this isn't in my potent notables, but I just I remembered it. I thought it was interesting. He was like, he was worried about getting pigeonholed into just comedy. Mm-hmm. So that was why he made Central Intelligence, was to, to break out. So he convinced them to let him do an action comedy, because it's still comedy, mm-hmm. right? But then he, by doing this, he wanted to show that he was capable of doing action so that he could also do action movies. Well. And then he did, I'm sitting here, he did Skyscraper with The Rock. He did Skyscraper? That's interesting. Did you see that one? No, I, I've seen very few movies. I really have only seen the ones we've we've rated here. <laughs> Beyond that, I'm kind of lost for a lot of it. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, it's. I, I almost think it's better for you because, I, you know, I feel like you go into a lot of them without any preconceptions. About what movies are, even. <laughs> I'm like, what are these motion pictures you speak of? Hold on, let me watch one. Your pictures and they move. They're, this is absurd. <laughs> so I, I talk. I talk like I'm recorded, old timey, all the time. In fact, not just with the accent, but like I'm always like grainy and scratchy. What is this? Hold on. So all right. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna make a picture with minerals. <laughs> Hey, actually, speaking of which, actually, you know, Bob, go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you, I was going to ask if, because his his fake name is Bob Stone. Is that a play on the Rock? Yes, it is. It there's is a lot like, of like subtle things that he's did. Like there's I, a in the in the um, bar that's mm-hmm. a reference to Patches O'Hoolahan. Mm-hmm. The woman that says, "Oh my God, I hope he, I hope he's Catholic." Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the movie, but apparently she was in some movie in 2008 uh, that was about like you know, a virgin Catholic schoolgirl. Um, and I don't know. I don't remember. I, I wish I could remember it. But basically was she was, was, yeah, she was the actress from that movie. So that's why he had to do that line. Because that, that felt a little out of place. Yeah. Not, that, not, that, not that it was a big deal, but it felt a little bit like, all right, that was like weirdly accentuated and I don't really know why. <laughs> right. So it was like, if you caught it, then you like really, you know, it was a good laugh for you, right? Yeah. So you, I didn't know. Um, I knew after I read it, but I didn't know before that. But so you watching the movie, where would you say that this movie was filmed? 
filmed? I don't know. I, I noticed that it took place in Maryland, but... Um, yeah, well, because I didn't remember where it took place. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. So then I was reading about it, and I was, it was filmed in and around Boston. Oh, okay. So then I thought, oh, that must take place in Boston, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which they do go to Boston. They do go to Boston at the end, yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's, that's clearly potentially on, a, on location or whatever. Right, exactly. So it's just I thought it was interesting that it was in Maryland. Oh, is, like, is Boston a place where they go to make movies anymore? Cause... Well, so that's what I thought, too. I, you know, I, I, so I looked into that a little bit, and it's not a super common place to film movies. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, you know, why did they choose Boston? I would get it if they were basing it somewhere in New England. Yeah. You know? But they put it in a mid-Atlantic state. You know, it's... You wouldn't know the difference. I didn't know the difference, you know, watching. Okay, I guess they're in Maryland, whatever. But I just thought it was interesting. That is interesting. I know that they have Toronto sub in for just about every city on Earth. Yeah, I know. Boston is new. And I know they have Atlanta for a lot of places now, too. That's true. Well, apparently, while while they were filming in in and around Boston, The Rock... Mr. Dwayne Johnson himself sideswiped a truck when he was driving to set. Nice. Yeah. Damaged its side mirror. I mean, like, real, just criminal mastermind. Um, <laughs> and then the, the guy got out and was like, hey, you messed up my car. And then he got out like uh, like Thor and uh, uh, Adventures in Babysitting. And they were like, never mind. Kind of. Except the truck driver was like, what the hell? And then the rock gets out. And he's like, you're the rock. Yeah, and then he was like, and then he he was like, no, 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 no money. I don't want any money from you. I'll take care of it myself. Don't I? I don't need any money. And I'll, he just I'll take the money. That's what I was saying. I I literally I'm like, but why not take the money? I yeah. think the rock will be okay. You know? Yeah, he's not gonna. He'll make he'll make Ray notice too, and he'll be he'll be fine. He's making lots of films. Every time I turn around, this guy's got a movie out. So whatever. Yeah, he's constantly working, and I'm like. That just made no sense to me. I mean, to me, it's I get that you're making like a nice gesture, but like Dwayne's not going to be your fucking friend after this. Yeah, you're some fucker that he's just hitting traffic. Yeah, exactly. Just take the fucking money, man. You can still like you can be like really. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to get insurance involved. The money's for. Thank you so much. Would you pose for like a selfie with me? What you know, Dwayne wouldn't have like batted an eye if that's how it went. You know what I mean? I'm about to go find him in traffic and have him hit me just to get some. I'll, I'll, I'd be like, I'll take that guy's money too. You save some money on that other dude. Let me, let me grab that while. I'm yeah, apparently you don't need the money, so yeah. hand it over here. I'm, I'm um, gonna go hit that guy too and get his money. <laughs> I'm going on on a, on a what, what, uh, car car car. Yeah, what do you, what do you even call it? Car accident spree. It's a rampage. Yes, <laughs> I got five stars in GTA in real life. You get a rampage, another rock movie. Hey, all right. <laughs> and video. Someone's movie. going, hey, the rock driving around hitting people. That could be a movie. Oh, it already is. It also stars Vin Diesel. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I didn't catch that at first. That was good. Who, who else is in those movies? Jason Statham. Tyrese. Gibson, yes, Tyrese. Yeah, Idris Elbow was in the offshoot one, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. So. Did you know, actually, Thurber, he directed Red Notice. Red Notice, I did. That's why it was in my head. I just saw. 
<laughs> I just saw that that's like the, the on uh, on his uh, on his credits. I was like, oh, that was I remember that movie. And it says that he's making Red Notice two and uh, Meet the Millers two. And I was like, oh, okay. I forgot. He, we're the Millers, right? Oh yeah, we're the Millers, not Meet the Millers. They cross of Meet the Parents and we're the Millers. Yeah, De is going to be in it as a CIA agent. Um, <laughs> so, um, so it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> so this is, like um, this is like a quintuple crossover. I love it. <laughs> it's basically the new Avengers. Well, he was doing so. Thurber was doing press for Red Notice, and then he was asked about, you know, how come we haven't seen a sequel for um, Central Intelligence, and he said, "We had an idea, but when Kevin and Dwayne went to do Jumanji, that itch was scratched for most people." <laughs> yeah, I, I quite agree. In retrospect, uh, I, I actually. I'm I'm kind of all set with that. I enjoy them together, but yeah, I, I think too, if they just kept doing stuff together, it yeah. would get old. That, so that's I, the point. Like it was like okay, and Dwayne Rock and Johnson and Kevin Hart, they are together again. So that's good. <laughs> I, like, I like I like Kevin Hart and Shaq doing things together. They're fun. They should. They they are fun. I think I think it would be really hard to film that movie. <laughs> No, there's no lens on Earth wide enough. <laughs> exactly. They're both in the frame. Well, they talked about there that being a difficulty with just with Dwayne Johnson and yeah. uh, Kevin Hart because well, Dwayne you know, Hart is pretty tall. Yeah, he's six five, and Kevin Hart's five four. That's uh, basically my height. So right, and he's a foot difference, and then yeah. so and then Shaq is almost a foot taller than than The Rock. So have you, have you seen those? Uh, um, Pictures where he dwarfs the rock. Yeah, with Shaq, and he's bigger than the rock, and then they have Yao Ming, and he's that much bigger than Shaq. Yeah, it's nuts. I love that, and it's like, oh, can we get can we get a movie with Yao Ming and Kevin Hart, please? Oh, big hit in China. You would you would either always see Yao Ming's crotch or never <laughs> see Kevin Hart. Well, I mean, I'm sold already. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see Yao Ming's crotch? Aside from Yao Ming, like I've never seen my crotch. I don't have good enough vision. Yeah, it's not proportional. Very tiny. Um, you know, that, that actually fits in well with a joke that, that is in Central Intelligence later in the movie. That maybe we'll There are so many jokes in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's, it, it's really kind of impressive. There's just like throwaway lines that you're like, wait, what did you just say? You know? Yeah, actually, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I did too. I really enjoyed that it's it's interesting because you know we're ranking action movies but like to me i was really having a blast with the comedy but go ahead what were you gonna say i was just uh is it in line with these other movies that have been popular where a ton of it is improv you know or was a lot of it scripted it was it was mostly scripted according to thurber okay okay but he said I could see Kevin Hart being really good at improv. For The Rock, less so, just because he's not a comedian. So, well, but see, I think I actually think The Rock would be even better. That's true because of his years doing the wrestling stuff, and you know, a you lot. Know, of you're absolutely you're absolutely right. That's a lot of like just coming up with stuff off off the cuff. Yeah, I mean, they basically say talk about this, and then they go out and mm-hmm. have to create it, right? True. Um, so, but but Thurber did say like yes, they they felt they followed within like. The parameters of the script, mm-hmm. but they're so good at 
the you know they had such good rapport and they were so good at bouncing off each other mm-hmm. that it feels like it's improv. Well, I will you say know? that I've heard I've heard that some of these movies where it's like all improv, it kind of goes overboard and yeah. it's like there's no freaking direction. So maybe that's a really good like compromise almost to have that rapport that's like very natural seeming. Right, but exactly. Actually, like stay on script. I found uh, this thing when I was doing research, and I just I, I had to add it. So it is quote an open letter to Dwayne Johnson. That's the name oh. of the article, and it cheers him up for his scene okay. with Jason Bateman, where where Bateman like rebullies him, right? Uh huh. And I was so perplexed when I saw that. I'm like, what is? What is going on? Why would anybody like tear Dwayne Johnson up for this, for any yeah. of this movie, really? Why are but, they then, so this? but then I was realized wh- where it was written. It was written in Stand. Do you know what Stand is? Well, really. It's the Scientologist taking action against discrimination. Oh. <laughs> which uh, apparently they don't know how acronyms work because. <laughs> That's stad. Scientologists um, don't understand how a lot of things work, so I. Uh, no, they understand how everything works. Okay. <laughs> and they heard that Scientology was mentioned briefly in this fucking movie. Yes, exactly. So l- listen, I'm just gonna read like an excerpt from this because I just I couldn't believe this. Um, the bad guy. This is quote. I'm quoting the article now. The bad guy admits, quote unquote to being a Scientologist, declaring himself Satan-free since 2003. When I saw it, I was dumbfounded. Well, I, a, I, I believe that. It's an unbelievably bigoted characterization. Oh, no. And it's not even correct. No Scientologist would ever, in all caps, behave that way. It's ironic, considering the entire movie is about bullying. The writer is obviously a lazy idiot. So... There's just so much hypocrisy involved in this. I love the idea that, like, it's not possible that any yeah. Scientologist could be a dick, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's not even a possible thing. Um, but I don't, I don't want to get too far into the weeds with the glaring inconsistencies of this, but I just – I loved that they're like, yeah, you're so bad. It's supposed to be about yeah. bullying. Obviously, he's an idiot. Yeah. Lazy idiot. <laughs> that's true. This guy's against bullying the fucker. Yeah. Up for it. Like, wow. All right. Can we can we get Leah Ramini to go find that guy and like yell at him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So another interesting thing that I found about Thurber. Most of my uh potent notables are about Thurber. Um, oh. he do you remember Terry Tate office linebacker, the commercials? Yeah. yeah. He you directed know. those. Well, you know, <laughs> It's interesting how many directors started off doing things like commercials and music videos, especially this sort of movie where it's like action right. and fun because commercials are fun. So I know, but I just you know I had no idea. And the Terry Tate Office Linebacker was fantastic. I thought oh, very popular at the time. Um, but he, I'm going to quote him here. This is a um, Thurber quote. There was a moment in the movie where Dwayne is in the little kitchen fighting the guys, where he grabs the refrigerator door and goes bang, bang. And that was exactly from Terry Tate. Oh, 
throwback to Terry Tate off his linebacker. Yeah, yeah. But I actually, and I was, like, really looking for it. I didn't see anywhere where he says bang, bang. Well. So, I guess he's, I guess, I guess Gerber is a lazy fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, Scientology (laughs) proven. Um, so Thurber did do some rewriting on the script and he said he didn't really do much other than like straighten out the plot a little bit and simplified a couple things. Take out um, bang bang. Yeah. But his big contribution that he was like really proud of was he wrote the therapy scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I have to say, good job Thurber. That was, that was a pretty excellent scene. That was, see, that's, that's a scene that I would believe if it was, if it was all or mostly improv. So that's interesting. Right, exactly. I wonder if it's hard writing scenes that seem like like have an improv kind of feel to them. You know, I or, think, or if it's mostly about the performance. Yeah, because so you would think like um, like a Tarantino or a Sorkin would be good mm-hmm. at writing that, but they, I don't think they actually would be right because yeah, they, yeah. they write great dialogue, <clears throat> but it doesn't. It's not necessarily real. Yeah, it's like so structured and like right, almost like film like. So I I think this is actually, I don't want to say harder. It's hard. It's hard in a different way. You yeah, know? it's got to be hard nail. Like if you're trying to do it and right at it, it's like oh well, it's easy to screw up. But um, all right. So last potent notable uh, is another kind of cool quote from uh, Thurber, and uh, this is when an interview said that you know. The interviewer was like, well, I have a friend that I was arguing with. I go, okay, sure the friend said this. That suggested (laughs) that Dwayne Johnson wasn't really an actor, right? And Thurber responds, of course Dwayne Johnson is an actor, and especially in this film. We've never seen him do anything like this at all. Like, essentially, we took the biggest action star in the world, and we made him the funny guy. And And we took one of the funniest people in the world and made him the straight man. I think that offers up a fresh angle on a very traditional genre, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Rock is still definitely actioning in this, but he also has a lot of funny lines. So yeah, I like well, I how much. Go oh, you go ahead. Well, I think what he his point was is they made him kind of silly, and they made Cal, you know Kevin Hart's character is more like straight the straight man. Yeah, that's actually something that struck me watching it is how like much of a like kind of a dweeb they make Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I know. I really enjoyed that actually. It's, Which is fitting because if he was like that in high school, like kind of a, like a doofus, or then he, whatever, then he should have continued to be right or or yeah. somewhat similar. Wait, wait, way too many of the times, like somebody becomes like fit and cool after they grow up or whatever, like they become like almost a different person. But you would still kind of be like a like a like an idiot in some ways. Not an idiot like stupid, but like no, yeah. Things. And he's obviously a silly person when he's when he's in high school. Yeah, I love the corns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> that was very early on in it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, Dwayne LaRock Johnson, can I get this t-shirt? Because it's really fucking cool. <laughs> and I like I swear. Here's you since you're doing Pope Notables, I'm gonna ask. Is his like fanny pack thing? Is that a reference? Yes, it is a reference to his that picture that he had. That picture of him with the fanny pack. Yeah, because it is. I I swear wrestlers used to love fanny packs, and I don't know why. And I always thought it was just me who felt this way, but maybe 
Um, well, I actually I can understand why they did love fanny packs. I mean, it looks awesome. Oh, it looks amazing, right? But actually, I think it's just because they're on the road all the time, so it's I mean, nice I mean, to have things. <laughs> I mean, you know, those those jean shorts don't have pockets, so you need someplace to keep your cool stuff. <laughs> all the all the neat shaped rocks you find and colored pieces of glass. Well, I, they found one neat shaped rock. He's about six five, two hundred thirty pounds. <laughs> Oh, he is a neat shape. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy knows all about it. You can ask her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I think we can just break right into the movie then. Let's um, do it. We'll break down. And, I mean, r- right from the top, it's it's just funny. I mean, the whole movie, the whole movie long is just, I, I, la- I mean, I've seen it a lot of times, actually. And I haven't seen it in probably a few years at this point, but watching it, I was still laughing out loud by myself. I, I've watched it once, and I will admit I did laugh. A ringing endorsement from Zach. <laughs> <laughs> On the poster, I watched it once. <laughs> and I did laugh, I will admit it. I saw the trailer for this movie years ago, and I thought it looked fun. And yeah. then I forgot it existed. And then you brought it up. And I was like, oh, is it that movie where, like, The Rock is fat in high school? <laughs> Unlike The Young Rock where he's not fat? So, I mean, really early on, they had one, like, such a, like, a great line. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's it's one of those things, because this is the type of movie where, like, the lines that are being said aren't, like, what would really necessarily be said a lot of times. But I yeah. still really enjoyed it. It's when, uh, you know, they catch him in the shower and he's singing and they're like, you know, the bullies are like, oh, what a piece of shit, whatever they're saying, right? Yeah. And um, the one guy goes, I mean, he's kind of a good dancer. And, I like like, too. and he goes, I mean, fuck that guy. He's different. Yeah. <laughs> that was the moment where the one, the one bully was like going to not be a bully for a second and then fell into peer pressure. Right. Exactly. I just thought that was really well done. I kind of want to join in and dance with him. And then you have the speech from the uh, principal. It was like, like, well, I wish his Calvin was his kid. You yeah. know. Well, you know, that's actually funny. Because you said, like, it was it's stuff that wouldn't necessarily be said, but it sort of sets up the, it, this is the kind of silly world where this stuff. Yeah. Right, exactly. It, otherwise, Bob Stone's character might be so over the top that it would be like, this is stupid. That's a good point, actually. He de- so he did. That's a really good point. He sets you up so that you are ready to. It, it's sort of like, you know, how cliffhanger when they did that stuff to go back to that one is is jarring, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah, like a yeah. serious action movie, but then they do these ridiculous one-liners, right? <laughs> Just um, hanging out. But that right, exactly. Um, but here it's like sort consistent right from the start. They're like, we're going to be set. Yeah. So prepare. This is kind of a silly world. Um, I also like, and I think this every time I see it. Can you imagine the floor burn that that guy would have gotten sliding through the gym? At least he was all wet and possibly soapy. I hope so. Every time I see it, it's painful. So did they use a body double for that scene? Do you know, or was that actually the Rock? Yeah, they used a body double. I wonder who that person is, because I feel like... I found his name, actually, but I don't... I, 
He's Sorry, whoever that is, I didn't think you were important enough to add to the podcast. So <laughs> he's like, no one thinks I'm important enough. I wrote this down, and I don't remember why. <laughs> I wrote, I think junk mail would work. Do you have any idea what that's in reference to? <laughs> I don't think it would. Oh, I know what it is now. It's the it's when he's he said he created an app. His, uh, yeah, his app for sending. Dick I think it would work. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it would. Who is who is that actor? He felt like he was an actor, but I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize. I don't know. I don't. I didn't look him up or anything. But uh, he was ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like he would have been fired. Like he would have to talk to human resources the way he was behaving. Oh, but he was like a sociopath, you know. Like so, he he like held it in around where where he needed to hold it in, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I felt like actually during that whole time that, that they were doing a really good job of making you feel empathy for for Calvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, because he's not like he hasn't become like a jerk or anything. He's just and not like he hasn't. He's like doing okay, but you you do understand like his feeling of that he's like kind of stuck. Yeah, I get that he's feeling stuck. Part of me is like, your wife's a lawyer and you're an accountant. Like, yeah, yeah. You you guys are obviously making a lot of money. Um, yeah. Well, then they have that nice house with all the cool stuff. Yeah. But you know, whatever, right? I get, but I do get it. Like, you know, I I think no matter how far along you get in life, it's almost like. You can only appreciate it for so long before you're like, ah, but I wanted more, you know, mm-hmm. sort of an unfortunate um, piece of the human condition. Um, mm, so bringing it back to the comedy of this. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I kept, I start, I, I started just like writing lines that I heard because I just, so they just threw, I couldn't keep up though. There were just so many that they just threw out, but like, I mean, things that I just hadn't, thought of to put together as a phrase like sexy as dick <laughs> oh that's sexy I, that, but I, I noticed that and I was like uh, oh, that's, a, that's the way to say it I guess <laughs> I've been moved on uh, and I, I like that Kevin Hart's like you can't just look in somebody's eyes and say that <laughs> right right <laughs> you know now that you mention it there were there were a lot of parts that it was like um like just throwaway lines, like you said. Yeah, I mean it's like constant. They're just like he's just throwing them out all the time. And what I liked though is that so a lot of times in movies or shows that do that kind of thing, they throw them out there and then they just let the audience react. Yeah, and exactly. and that's the reaction. But I I really enjoyed that Kevin Hart was constantly like, no, that's a fucking weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it, it, it emphasizes Bob's. Like Bob's character and all right, but it also makes it it makes it so that it's funnier because, you know, when you hear it, you're like laughing like that's crazy, but then when he reacts the same way as you do, it's it's even more. You know, it does. Um, I also enjoyed that he was like, I didn't really do much. I just you know worked out six hours a day every day for twenty years straight. Yeah, exactly. That was the line in the trailer where I was like, maybe this movie's kind of fun because like. (laughs) People are always like, oh, how'd you do it? Well, I worked really hard. What do you want from me? <laughs> I don't think you get, I don't think you look like The Rock just with one one trick that gym owners hate. Right, exactly. Um, you know, actually, remember The Rock when he was um, a professional? I think he's more muscular now. Than oh, he's he way more muscular now. Yeah. So, 
Well, it's because he's, you know, when you're a wrestler, you're constantly on the road, right? I mean, it's hard to work out. I wonder if um, you lose. I wonder if you tend to lose some weight sometimes, like more weight than you want, actually. I think like you probably do. And because it must be, it can without without certain health, it can probably be hard to keep on like a lot of the the, the mass that you want. Well, I heard Steve Austin talking about how hard it was to stay in shape when mm-hmm. he was like in his heyday. You yeah. know, he's like, for one thing, everybody knows you wherever you go, right? Mm-hmm. And you're constantly on the move. And so the places that you can work out are going to be public places. Like a lot of times they'd work out in like a hotel gym and then, you know, and inevitably somebody recognizes you. Right. And then on top of that, his gimmick was that he just drinks like 15 (laughs) beers a night, you know? So he was like, it was really difficult for me to like stay in in shape. Um, Let's go back to central intelligence. I mean, there's so many, just so many great lines. I mean, like so early in the movie, we're already like great lines, great lines. He's like talking about, Oh, you're a power couple. You know, like, um, like whoever Taylor, said, Swift Taylor Swift and whoever she's dating. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Um, I was going to say something. Uh, no. Yeah. And it's like, it's, 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 I know it's popular to do like these rapid fire, like, just throw off lines and see what works or whatever. But I don't know. It really works in this, it's in this instance, whereas it doesn't always work for me. And I think it's because of the performers. Yeah, I agree. It goes with what Ross and Thurber, Thurber, Thurgood Marshall said, um, <laughs> where it seems like it's improv because they have such good rapport with each other. Right. It, so like, I will watch comedies where the, that kind of thing. And it's like, it'll be funny sometimes, but it's like this, this actor actually isn't great at delivering this. And it's you, incredible that The Rock is. Well, you know what? It's there's. I think the important piece of this too is, I would say that Kevin Hart allowed his like comedy ego to be removed. I think so I, too. Well, because I think that a lot of times you get two comedians and then they're just trying to like outdo each other. Yeah, they just go 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 go. They're trying to think of the next joke, and and that can be funny, but like it's so much funnier. To have him just react like reacting crazy. He's kind, of, he's kind of the straight man. A lot of he the is time. a straight man. Most of the time he is. I mean, there's a few times when he gets to be, you know, really silly, right? Yeah. Um, but that, that fits with the character because he's scared and he's right. saying and he's saying silly things. I mean, the only but, time I felt like you know it sort of went too far with him um, was when he was like talking about how the farts coming out uh, and there's no air. It's just air or whatever. He's like doing that thing. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> oh, I thought it was funny, but I felt like it was, it sort of took you out of like his character a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which I is like fine. I didn't, it didn't matter that much, but I just thought it was the only time it was really kind of different. It, it, it's actually kind of funny though, because it fits with his, uh, he, he claims that he doesn't, he isn't good at making sounds. Oh, that's, that's a good point. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. It comes up twice, I think, because he can't make the his the nose crashing bag, sound. The sound. I don't know what sound it makes. And then there's another point. What is it? I legit can't remember. But he says, "I can't make such a oh bird calls." He's oh, saying, yeah. "I can't, I can't do bird calls. It's my one weakness." Yeah, it's my one weakness. So, like it's kind of like a weird, what an odd little character trait that he can't do noises very well. Yeah, okay. 
and can we talk about the okay so we've got like how we have these throwaway lines and kevin hart is doing great as the, as the straight man and dwayne uh-huh. johnson is like surprisingly really good at saying ridiculous lines and having it be like like you don't think it's completely weird or out of place it's just funny mm-hmm. but then at the same time i'm sorry but his i don't like bullies line in that yeah. bar that was like yeah. a truly badass line it was i like like i just I couldn't help it because we, we just watched Cliffhanger, right? Mm-hmm. And all I'm thinking is the lines are fucking terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, this is how you do it. Yeah. I mean, it was so perfectly and well done. Um, how, how, I don't know. I almost like to look at wrestlers going into to, um, acting, like almost like as a whole, not a, not a podcast or whatever, but like it, it's interesting because wrestlers do deliver like, a lot of lines like that that have to be fun. Right. But there's a level of, like, silly fun, and then there's an actual level of, like, oh, I believe this guy is a badass. Yeah. It's so right. It's so easy to not... It's so easy to try to seem like a badass and just you come off like a cheese ball. That's a good and, point. But wrestlers yet, would probably be really adept at coming yeah. off like a badass because that's what they have to do all day, every day. But at the same time a movie is like somehow a different environment for, for delivering that kind of thing because that's true. It's so much more on you. And like, because there not many act, not many wrestlers have really actually become like serious actors. Um, I know that they end up in movies, but not, I mean, really the only two are Dwayne Johnson and John Cena that actually and ended Batista. up. Oh, but he's yes. Batista again, man. I'm sorry. I apologize. Batista's always trying to start some shit too with uh with The Rock. Well, you know, it's probably a good part of his career. <laughs> well, have you noticed that though? That he's always just yeah. like, well, I'm trying to be a real actor, not like John Cena or Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if I wonder if the two of them are like, Yeah, sure. You go you go act in whatever Dennis Denny Villeneuve is doing and we'll yeah, right. yeah. We'll just keep making tons of money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, Batista's good though. <laughs> I actually do. Batista's pretty good. What was I saying? Uh, I lost track. Oh, uh, the line coming off is badass, um, but also the delivery of a lot of these silly lines being very funny. It's it's just right. It can't be a hard. It can't be an easy thing to do. Is all I'm saying. No, I that's and this is where like I think I think back to you know in my potent notables there with the guy saying oh he's not really an actor. You know, I'm sorry, but like the ability to move between being a badass and being goofy, mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. that's difficult. You know, to pull off the action. I, I actually think um, Stallone is good at it. And yeah, Schwarzenegger kind of is too, actually. Yeah, that's like such a such a surprisingly big part of being an action star that it's just hard to do because like. I, I there were other actors in Cliffhanger who did not feel like they could do that quite as adeptly to me. I won't right. mention, but it's it's like a quality, and I don't know how to quantify it. I, I don't know how you look at someone and know that they'll be able to be fun and yeah. likable and badass. But Dwayne the Rock Johnson has it, and Kevin Hart surprisingly is able to seem like a like a like a scared like little weenie, which is surprising because I think of his persona as being very like cocky. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
He's like faux cocky though, you know, like he well, does he does cockiness to be silly. But yeah. That's true. Um I also I, I liked that uh that Dwayne Johnson said pitch that I'm gonna be pitch black like Vin Diesel. I remember <laughs> I think on their Fast and the Furious movie yet, because I know that they have a feud now. I think I think they had, and I don't think they had started their feud yet. I think the okay. feud happened during the filming of it was the eighth one, I think. I think it was the eighth one. I remember during the filming, The Rock was like, I want to thank all of my, like, uh, all the crew and my co-stars, except for those who are pieces of shit. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. Okay, that was serious. Yeah. Um, so... And just there's just, just so many of these throwaway lines. Like when they're when they're in the the high school and they go up to the trophy display case and they're just like pointing stuff out and he's like, "There's Darla McGluckian, synchronized swimming. That's so sexy." And then they just keep yeah. going. It's like yeah. if he didn't even say it, you know, like it doesn't give you a chance to like recognize that he just said something so goofy. Yeah, there's there's no beat where you're supposed to go, "Ha ha, he said that." Right. Exactly. Feels kind of weirdly naturalistic and again fitting because like. He's still that that goofball, right? Who, exactly. Who's like actually not that cool still, despite being <laughs> despite being the Rock. And he, he so many little moments that really build the character. Like I don't know why, but when he's going to bed, and like Kevin Hart is like talking about something completely different, and the Rock is just like Golden Jet and goes to bed. It's like. Yeah. It's so fitting for this goofball character who's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you such an idiot sometimes? I know, but it's also what's also funny too is that you can tell they they thread the needle well with showing that he's like also fairly smart because he's yeah. manipulated at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? so it's, it's, it's that is actually true. He's setting everything up as he's being a, a goofball. Right. So it's um it's sort of fascinating and. And I feel like the whole time, the whole time I'm watching it, I never felt like, I don't know, this, it's not real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like, oh, oh, he's setting him up, isn't he? Like, you, mm-hmm. you come to the realization as it's happening. And like, everything that they wanted you to feel, I felt. So the way I felt is everything that they were, like, pushing for you to feel, you were feeling along with what they wanted you to. Does that I make think sense? So. It's a surprisingly smart and well-structured movie, given that it's like sort of a silly so, action. Yeah, but uh, and how did The Rock fit into those PJs, by the way? Like, I <laughs> I don't know. I remember when remember when the uh, Avengers, and I don't mean the Marvel movie. I mean the one with Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman came oh out. Oh my gosh! Okay, sure. <laughs> I, I read that they uh, Uma Thurman's like tight, skin tight, cat suit kind of thing was so tight they had to sew her into it. Oh, like that's because it was it was impossible to like actually put on, and then in order to get out, they had to cut her out of it. Maybe it was like that. Maybe they like built it around him. <laughs> well, thankfully, his had buttons, right? So yeah, that's true. That's true. But like at the same time, I I mean, you know, I'm I'm not built like the Rock, but I can't button shirts that are too small for me sometimes. So I don't know how he managed it. I <laughs> just it was a great image, though. I mean, yeah. it was well done. Um, I want to I wanted to to mention because you 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 sort of moved into it. Um, set the setting up the character, the uh, um, sorry, the Rock setting up Kevin Hart's character in some ways and setting up like his schemes, but also being like a likable goofball. The movie, it, I, I, it surprised me the way 
I was unsure if The Rock was actually the good guy or the bad guy. So right. Obviously, yeah. he ends up being the good guy. I didn't think that they were but actually going to be. But if he's actually going to be. There are definitely moments where you're like, wait a second, is he actually the bad guy? This is doing a weirdly good job of making me feel like he might actually be. Yeah. Because he's manipulative in a way. He's got these schemes that, like, wait, how did you know that? He might actually, like, you could see him potentially lying and such. Maybe he's so, like, damaged from that bullying that he actually right. is actually insane now. It, it was all so believable in a weird way. But right. did you notice? No, you go ahead. No, no, no. I, well, I was, all I was going to say is what I, what I kept thinking was, like, a legitimate ending for it, mm-hmm. which is, I think, where you kind of go is, like, oh, Kevin Hart's going to have to, like, rescue him from himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's the bad guy, but Kevin Hart's going to end up being like, you don't have to be this way. Yeah. Type of movie. Anyway, but go ahead. They didn't go that direction, and that's interesting. Yeah. I, th- I think it worked really well with just, no, Bob really is just goofy, but also kind of like, kind of ridiculous a weird CIA agent, because yeah. he's sincere in the fact that he's being deceptive in a way. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that... I thought that they did it sort of. Per- I don't. I can't imagine it going. I think it would have been a worse movie. I think so. Too. Yeah. Go on that that's a, that's like a that's like a way to end it. It would be like, all right, that's not so bad. It's not like it wouldn't destroy the movie, but this is this works better. And I was I was amazed watching it because I was going, is he really the bad guy? Blah blah blah. But the thing that convinced me kind of early on, he's probably not the bad guy. Is that did you notice he doesn't kill anyone? Yes. And you don't, I, it's, it's not super noticeable. Yeah. It's just right? as the fights go on and on, you're like, wait a second. He's not, like he he's hasn't not killed anybody. Yeah. yeah. But, and they don't mention it. The whole yeah. movie, they never actually say it. They just let you figure it out. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's so well done in that they're not shoving it down your throat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I was impressed by it. In the office, when they're escaping the office and they're fighting a bunch of the agents, there's a moment where he's shooting and he doesn't hit anybody. But then he throws that ink canister in the air and hits it. Perfectly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so he missed those other guys on purpose because he can clearly, you know, dead-eye something if he wants. Right. Exactly. And I think that was the purpose of it. Also, what a creative thing to do. I know. That ink bomb was so bad. I just thought that was so cool. Uh I'd never seen anything like that. And it, and it kind of emphasizes how he's going out of his way to not really hurt people too much. It just it just gets in their way. Right, exactly. exactly. He didn't exactly. Like throw an explosion kind of thing or like a pressure bomb that might actually get people. Exactly. Although, although that can't be good for you, that printer ink being everywhere. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, what was I saying? Uh, well, I wanted, to, I wanted to point out a throwaway line of Kevin Hart's. Yeah. And I don't, I'm curious if you heard it, because I don't know that I really noticed it when I listened to it before or when I watched it before. Um, but and I, this is a moment where Kevin Hart doesn't have to like be the straight guy for the rock. Right. So he gets to be oh. a little bit goofy. Yeah. And he's like, he's talking about uh, Robbie. He's like, I don't know. I didn't know him. You know, he's just, he's just a weird kid in high school. He used to put Rice Krispies treats in my locker. <laughs> and he just yeah, keeps I, going from there. Like, so like you don't necessarily hear that, but I heard that. I'm like, he put Rice Krispies treats in your locker. I'm not sure that I actually caught that. And then he goes, sometimes I ate it, sometimes I didn't, you know? <laughs> I didn't actually, I don't think I caught that. And it actually kind of shows that he liked, 
he liked the Golden Jet before even right. he helped him. Exactly. <laughs> what a cool throwaway line, though, right? He just says it real quick. I get the feeling that that might have been improv. I know they. I know that T shirt T T Thurbson. Yeah, Uber I don't know. I'm sure there's <laughs> some of it is improv. I mean, there's got to be right? like a Kevin Hart improv to me. I don't know. Well, if it is, it's a good improv because it, it's it's a really it fits so well with both characters. <laughs> Robbie being like, "Here, have have a Rice Krispies treat. I'm going to leave it secretly for you." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, I also, just, I love that. Like the rock's like, I got one question: Are you in or out? Nope, we don't have time. <laughs> well, then I'm out. <laughs> no, it was, it was all very well delivered in a way. He um, also calls him a snack-sized Denzel. I don't know if you. Yeah, I know. That. <laughs> um, like a little snack-sized Denzel. There were a couple other like potential, like slightly, because he mentions Vin Diesel. I remember. Yeah, I like there were a couple other things where it was like a little bit of a knowing wink about. He does knowing winks to Bruce Lee. There's three of them in the movie. Okay, okay. I probably, I probably yeah. that. don't remember now. Well, there was something he was dressed in um, was a reference to it. I uh, I read it and I can't remember what it was, but the one I specifically remember. I know that there was three because I read there were three, um, but the one I remember is the one inch punch. Oh right, right, right. There. Okay, yeah. Um, and that goes in at the end with uh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, yeah. <laughs> also, can you? I remember liking this when I saw it in the theater, but I enjoyed it again when they had Aaron Paul say "bitch." Bitch, yeah. I was like, is that a? Is, did they really have him say the his, his his famous Breaking Bad line, which I haven't even seen, but I know he's famous for. Yeah. Well, you should. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but they have a YouTube thing where they show like all of the times he said "bitch" in uh, Breaking, in Breaking Bad. Bad, and it's, it's hilarious. Um, bitch. He just says I, it in a way that, like it's just great. Yeah, that's why it's his. That's why it's his catchphrase. Um, I was actually surprised. I didn't know he was in the movie, so when he showed up as the partner, I was like, "Oh, hey, look." <laughs> I will say there was one sort of like um, moment where I was like, "What? Really?" It was. Uh, you know, they're, they're the rocks fighting everybody and he's kicking everybody's ass, right? Nobody's getting the better of him. And then oh. finally this guy comes up behind him and says, freeze. I'm like, I don't know that I buy that. He wouldn't have just shot him. <laughs> yeah. You'd think that they would just do what they could. Cause like, if they really think that he's that much of a threat to steal fucking nuclear bombs and shit. I mean, I guess they needed him alive. Right. Cause they needed to know that yeah, they needed the information. So, I, I don't know. I guess there's that. But I just was like, really? Freeze? Yeah. Really? You think that's going to work for you? Because <laughs> he's going to go, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> the one fucking guy behind me. I'll never yep. mind. So, yeah. So, they, they they jump out of the office onto the Ooh. giant gorilla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love how often in that, whole, in that whole scene that's happening, it's like, Dwayne Johnson or Robbie or Bob, I should say, is saying like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, so we're gonna do this, right?" And then uh -huh. like, no, I I said no. <laughs> well, we're doing it anyway. Yep. <clears throat> and then um, I uh, I really enjoyed. So we're sk I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but there is just a, another throwaway line by Kevin Hart <laughs> where he's in the van with the. CIA people and uh, 
he hands him the laptop on the tablet or whatever and just mm-hmm. this is Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. You're right about there being so many little things where I mean that makes a fun movie because it's like it feels like something's always happening in a fun way. Yeah. Instead of like you're waiting for the next fun thing to happen. On that same feeling, like um, you know, the part where he opens up the weird attachment on his computer and it's that guy yeah. hitting the, the bar with his I enjoyed um, Kevin Hart like just trying to close his desktop. <laughs> putting the, like it, it, there, there was a lot of like little things where you're just like that was fun, and that's over. But it makes it, it makes it a lot more fun than just if it was like. It actually makes you feel for his character a lot in that moment, too, because then the, yeah. the guy that passed him over, you know, yeah. that's really not work appropriate. And he's like, I know. I was... Fuck you. I'm like, really? And we head to therapy. And, I mean, this whole scene is just so funny. I didn't write too much about it because I was kind of too busy laughing at it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they show on the bloopers. Like, I mean, I can't imagine how much fun that must have been to film, you know? Yeah. For real. Um, I also love how much duct tape <laughs> on that on that I love the idea that he didn't just duct tape him to the door. Uh, he duct taped him off the ground. <laughs> I know he's hanging. Um, and I, and I, I don't know. I like he's like weirdly empathetic toward the poor guy too. He's like, all right, well, you know, we'll get you out of there in a minute. But right now we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> what what happens next? They end up going to uh, Dwayne John. Bob Stone gets taken by CIA, and then she um, breaks his finger. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, no. The next thing is they go to Jason Bateman. Yeah. True. Which. God, Jason Bateman is so good at being a dick. It's it's so funny because I, you know, you first between him being like a child star and then an adult star, the first thing that you that he comes back as is in Arrested Development where he's not a dick. He's like right. the one the one good person in the whole family. Yeah. And then since then, most of his movie acting has been him being like a complete asshole. So <laughs> I don't really know what's going on there, but. Oh man, I mean, he was just so good. I, be- I believe that he was go- I thought he was apologizing too. I thought it was like a real thing. Yeah, and then okay, never mind. But I mean, I I think that you know because he talks about being a Christian, but and I know that the Scientologist did not like that he said this, but I thought it was so perfect. He goes, "I'm a Scientologist," you know, Satan yeah. free since 2003. Ex- exactly. Um. It was so we won't, good. We won't say exactly why it's fitting that the complete other sociopathic asshole is a Scientologist, but because otherwise we'll get a letter from Stand, <laughs> as you pointed out. I mean, you know what? We should do it because when we eventually get that letter, we'll know we've made it. Exactly. We'll be like, let's publicize this shit, you know? <laughs> Hated um, by Scientology since 2023. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Bad fucking honor. But uh, and how accurate though that he's still like they talk about sometimes if you train a puppy that it can't get over like a certain obstacle when it's a puppy it'll still think that when it's a dog like when it's a full grown dog I don't really know that that's totally true 
but very accurate that, you know, he, he feels still like the fat kid who was bullied. Yeah, I thought it was really good the way they showed the... Yeah, with the, the reflection. The reflection. I mean, you might even say that that's heavy-handed, but I don't. I, I felt like it fit, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so, too, because they didn't... I don't think they overplayed it as much as they might have. Right. It was just like a momentary thing, and then he leaves. And, and it was it was well done, I think. It wasn't... It was really like, oh, come on. Like, this is getting cheesy. Yeah, and I felt like, you know, I felt like The Rock actually played it really well. He did. You know, a weird good actor in a lot of ways. I know, right? I felt like he was, I just felt like he was really good in this. Um, he, he absolutely was. I think, I, looking at his filmography, I uh, feel like he, uh, this, is, this is the first one that, I am aware of where like he really showed a lot of versatility and a lot of real like Death. can carry can carry it himself. Yeah. Instead of being like cool action guy. Not that, yeah. he's, not, not that he's done dramas since then, but I feel like he almost could. Well, I would say actually, I think the first one that I ever saw where he showed that kind of range was be cool. Oh, right, right. That was, that was a while ago too. Yeah. yeah I honestly no, I think, was... go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I remember him actually getting, like, credit for that, too. That was early on in his career. Yeah, well, he played a, a gay bodyguard. Yeah, I remember that. And can't believe I forgot it. Yeah, and I think that that, more than anything else, got him roles. Because it showed that he was willing to, you know, um, not just be the take chances. Yeah, not just be the Scorpion King or whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, uh... His or he was a, a really weird alien in Star Trek Voyager that episode. Really? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. He had no lines. All he did, you'll love this. He's fighting seven of nine for reasons I don't remember. It's like it's like a like a cage fighting kind of situation, but it's like all aliens. And the rock as an alien, he they just give him like some weird facial features. He comes out and raises his eyebrow, and that's all. <laughs> So that shows you when that was, and precisely what was going on with the rock acting. But who would have thought that years later he could actually play a dramatic scene that could come off as cheesy, but he, he played very well. So after after Bateman, that's when uh, Kevin Hart gets the CIA to pick him up, and then Kevin Hart feels bad, and he saves him. Um, then they have to go commandeer a plane, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is just such a great comedic movie, and they had like really funny people in it. Kumail Nanjiani, yeah. right? Just randomly being in it and being very funny. Just yeah. like, I felt the same way. I was like, oh hey, and then he was like, I saw him, and I was like, oh, some movies they like bring in a good comedian and kind of don't really give them much to do. Right. They just have them there to you know yeah. have the audience. Oh wow. But like, I felt like he was he stole that whole thing, and this actually goes again to. Kevin Hart being able to to like he, step aside he, a little bit. Yeah, he he really he seems very giving to other comedic actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's not always. I don't think it's easy to really like allow other comedians to be funny brief like quickly. Right. Because like you want to you want to you want to play your funny funniness up. I guess I don't know. Right. But he really does. He really does step aside and let and let him steal that scene in a lot of ways. He does. I mean he. There, I, I think that there's a lot of comedic actors that, and I, and I'm not, I don't mean this to fault other comedians mm-hmm. that wouldn't let him steal that scene. 
you know. Yeah. But, you know what it, reminds, it, it reminds me of, um, I know Kevin Hart plays celebrity basketball sometimes. It reminds me of the sort of, you have basketball players that can score a ton, but then you have guys who can also step off. Right. And, and help help other guys score. That kind of reminds me of Kevin Hart a little bit. He kind of helps the other comedians be funny. Yeah. On top of being funny. Because he gives great reactions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? And, and I, yeah, I really, I mean, when, when Kumel does that, uh, ah! You know, you know which line I like randomly was when he says, there's a, there's a dick in this uh, cooler and Kumail Nanjiani goes, I have so many questions right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. He said he delivered that. Like, just, I was like, all right, I'm in on the scene now. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because he knows it's his lunchbox or it's his snake. Yeah, the whole I know it's it's funny because he's like, I just kind of want to see where you're gonna go with this line. Yeah. Actually, it's all what I want right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you came in and told me that my snake is a penis, so let's let's see where you're. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to to to, to wait and see what you do with this. <laughs> um. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, then we get to the final showdown, which we'll talk about. Final showdown with. Aaron Paul and Aaron uh, Paul, Black Badger, the Buyers, all that. Um, but after that's done, you know, then you have the exposition of like sort of how everybody feels afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And there was one moment where I'm like, she, uh, when he, something happens, I think is either Bob Stone punching Jason Bateman or he wins the right after, I, I can't remember. But then, um, Kevin Hart's wife goes, what, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how does she know this? <laughs> At what point in the movie has, <laughs> has that happened in front of her? Maybe it was something they did in high school. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, it's fine. It's not like it. I just was like, ah, okay. There, she's using the catchphrase that they've been using all movie that she hasn't been around for. True, true. Um, maybe she's in CIA and she's been monitoring them. Oh, that's that's it. I think that's the sequel. Yeah, I just wrote the sequel. You just you just wrote the sequel that will never happen because of Jumanji. Oh, um, Jumanji. Gosh, darn I, Jumanji. I blame Jack Black. And I don't remember at what point he says this, but The Rock has another throwaway line as as Robbie, where he says he was wearing prescription pants. <laughs> I wore prescription <laughs> pants. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that was written by uh, uh, G G G Marshall Herber. Pearson, yeah, um, yeah. But, or if that was whatever. But like whoever wrote that, I was like, okay, yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'm enjoying it. That was um, a great line. Fits with the character so far. <laughs> and then at the very end, he does the sixteen candles scene that he's always we dreamt of having, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then he sees. Kevin Hart he says, "You look like the Black Will Smith." <laughs> right, I forgot about that. There's there's another um like reference almost to real life a little bit, and I just man, that was so funny. And Kevin Hart, I, I think that might be racist, but whatever. yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, it fits though since Sixteen Candles were pretty freaking racist. Maybe he's yeah, in that. Exactly. Um, so then we close it all out, right? That's the end of the movie. And it should have ended with them. It should have ended with them kissing over a birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> they should have done that, or or have The Rock try it because it's your birthday, I guess. But um, 
I don't know how how, do, how you feel about this, but I almost always love a credits blooper reel. I generally don't, but I this one works. I, I mean, I do in Jackie Chan movies. That's basically it, because I'll never get enough of him hitting his hand on something and going, ow, really, really. Or almost dying a hundred times. Or almost dying. But I like the ones where he only gets hurt a little bit, and you can just, he just goes, oh, ouch. <laughs> and then there's the one where he falls and breaks his spine, and they're, they're airlifting him out, and you're like, oh, that one's not as fun. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's not fun. But what were you <laughs> going to say about, about this one? It's good because the bloopers are actually funny. Yeah, um, the bloopers are really good in this. And it's good because they don't overplay it. It's not like tons of bloopers that aren't funny. And you're like, right. all right, let's go to the next blooper. They actually kind of end it when it's like, all right, we're out of good bloopers. <laughs> because you can only watch so many bloopers where somebody just flubs a line and laughs. Well, right. See, that's that's those aren't good bloopers. Yeah. It's but like, like watching them slap each other and not being yeah. able to keep a straight. That's hilarious. I enjoyed Amy Ryan tickling the rock. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny, too. <laughs> I was like, that's actually a fun moment. Because it kind of shows that they had fun on set. Well, Amy Ryan did an interview, and she said that she was trying to figure out. She goes, "I was trying to figure out how am I going to be able to get my hands on the rock." <laughs> and she said, "Thankfully, he's very ticklish." <laughs> the rock over here seducing all the women by accident, not even <laughs> not even being a pig about it, just being sexy enough that all the women want to touch him. Because <laughs> uh, some cartoons like a similar. All right, so I think we've reached the point where it's time to do the rank. So the as uh, our listeners should know by now, if you've made it to the third episode of this ridiculous podcast. If, um, if, if so, I'm sorry. <laughs> a heartfelt apology. Um, but it also a heartfelt, you know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're, a very, you're a very devoted listener. But we have 10 categories that we're doing our ranks on. Um, and that is story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase slash fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal slash hatred, supporting characters appeal, and the final showdown, which is hero versus villain. So we're starting out with story, and I will let Zach start. I gave the story a three. And... I feel like some of my some of my grades here are going to be a little they're going to seem a little low, and I think that you might go, oh, that's a little low. But three is good, and the story was good, but it wasn't like anything to write home about, in my opinion. I thought there were a lot of good a good good moments. A lot the structure overall was good, but it was, you know, it was a, you know action movie, not not that exciting. Yeah, I mean. I I basically agreed with you. Um, I, I did three and a half. Okay, okay, that's within, I think. Yeah, I mean, so three and a half for me is I just enjoyed the movie so much, you know? Mm-hmm. So I oh, think... That, what? It was absolutely a fun time. Like, yeah, so I think it bleeds into my rankings. You know, I, I couldn't yeah. help it. I'm just like, well, I don't want to give it a... But, but in general, yeah, the story is fairly generic, right? Yeah, it's right? fine. Um, and I, would, I almost... I don't know if like, I would... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's my fault. I, I don't know if I would want it to be too much more, like, out there. I don't want I don't want too many twists in this kind of story. Just, you know, let, yeah. let it be. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and and they teased a lot of twists in this, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they didn't end up doing it, which I think actually benefits it. It's, it's it makes it stronger because it goes along with the the not knowing quite where it's going to go. Right. So but that's why it, I, it didn't go too crazy at the end. Yeah, well, so, which is why I would say it's better than an average story. Absolutely, absolutely. So. I agree. All right, so on to acting. Uh, this one I gave a four actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually thought Dwayne Johnson was really good in this. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. Kevin Hart was really good in it. Um, I didn't actually think that there were many weaknesses in the acting other than, you know, it's it's a comedy, so it's sort of, <clears throat> it's not your uh, dramatic acting, right? I don't know that it brings you in with acting. But it doesn't lose you, which I think is really important in an action comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead. What, what, were, what were your thoughts? Well, I gave it a 3.75. So we're really close on that. Pretty much I feel exactly the same way. I, I, I wouldn't feel right giving it too much more because they kind of nailed the comedy, but there wasn't there, – not too much else was asked of them. Exactly. So, that was the hard part I had because I'm like – you know, I suspended my disbelief, and I did see Dwayne Johnson as Robbie Werdick, and I did see yeah. Kevin Hart as Calvin Joyner. Yeah. But, right, there's just, there's not a ton of depth being asked for mm-hmm. their characters, which is fine. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But it's not, you can't say it's, in like, so we'll reference the first, the first movie, Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I think I was harsher on the acting in that movie, but because I think it's, a more dramatic film. Yeah, they were they the the the, the, the characters needed to have a lot more that complicated yeah. emotions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this one, I mean, maybe it should maybe we should give this one like an even higher score since they did exactly what they needed to do. But yeah, at, I don't know, but like like it's it feels like it would be giving it. I don't know too too easy. I can't think of the word I want. Um, I get what you're saying, though. It's yeah, like creating a curve, right? Yeah, I don't want to give them too much credit, but I also don't want to like. You don't want to bash them for something that they weren't trying to do. Right. Right. That's a great way to put it, because it they did exactly what they were supposed to do, and they did it really well. Yeah. Um. All right. So for originality, I'll let mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, I, I only gave that a 2.5, which I, I did because it's exactly in the middle between 1 and 5. Oh, I can see that, yeah. It's it's just, it was it was fine. It, it could have been a little bit more original, but maybe it shouldn't have been. I don't know. Yeah, you know, the hard thing for originality for me is, like, essentially it's I'm contrasting other movies when I do that, right? Yeah, exactly. So... I, I, I'm like, what if you were the person who hasn't seen a lot of movies before this, right? You're younger, and yeah. you see this first. It's original, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that part is kind of tough, but uh, I did. I felt the same as you. It's a three. I gave it a three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like it was unoriginal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was a. Un- it was they used a lot of unique like set pieces. You know, um, I felt like they came up with different ways of of showing the action, like him holding a banana or blowing up the ink 
Um, sure, sure. So I, th I felt like those things were original, but in essence, I mean, it's just a genre movie. So that's that's exactly the way it is for me because the overall structure not super original, just from the idea of they switch places almost from when they were in high school. Right. The, that kid is now badass, and the and the like. Oh, fish out of water CIA story, also just not super original, right. but presented with a lot of small things that did make it stand out rather a bit. So it's not like bad original. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know, it doesn't lack originality. It just doesn't have a ton of originality. That was a dumb way to say that. But I, you know, no, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So perfectly fine. So, um, all right. So for action sequences, this goes back to you first, I believe. No, it's me. Um, action sequences. I gave it a uh, four. Mm -hmm. I thought the action sequences were well done. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, the only thing about it is, and this is true of most modern movies, is, you know, they used, they used green screen. Right, mm -hmm. which is fine, really. I mean, you know, you don't necessarily need a stuntman to jump out of a window and land on a on a gorilla. But yeah, but I mean, it would have looked cooler, right? If only if only Simon Crane had been available. He, yeah, exactly. He's dead. Um, Very. I hope you. I hope he didn't die trying to get from one plane to another. To... I actually think he got impaled on a stalagmite. Ironically. <laughs> I thought you were going to be serious there. I was like, oh, shit, how did he actually die? <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, we got gorilla pressed by an inflatable gorilla on a stalactite, whichever it is. Oh, goodness. So, Simon uh, <laughs> Crane, he's, he's delightful, but what were you saying? Uh, you, you gave action so I just, I, I like good practical effects is what I was going at. So yeah, no, that, that's kind of been a, it's becoming a little bit of a theme, the fact that in some ways, these older action movies, I don't want to say are better, but they have a certain quality to them that you and I really appreciate. Yeah. And it would be interesting to bring on someone who is, like, much younger. Yeah. So anyway, what did you what did you do for action sequences? I, I like you going first, because I'm always going, I wonder if I'm, like, completely out of line here. But I also gave it a four. I felt exactly the same right. way. It was good. I think that's the first time we actually exactly Compl matched. Exactly match, yeah. But it was it was very good. Like well done rock, well done Kevin Hart being believable as the as kind of a like Kevin Hart actually had a hard job because he had to look scared all the time, but also right. actually at the end he actually does do a couple of cool things. It's kinda of hard to go back and forth. I love the fact that they did not have him land the golden jet flip at the end. Ever. He never lands it except for the first time in the in I was convinced. I was convinced it was going to be like, oh, look at this. He he, he landed the gold. Oh, and then he didn't land it. He just did the exact same fall on his face. <laughs> Which would fucking hurt, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. You used like, to do that all the time. Yeah. He, he he landed, like, on a stone bridge on his face. <laughs> Regardless, and I enjoyed Aaron Paul's reaction of, like, what the fuck? Why did you? Yeah, why, why did, did you do that? that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, excellent work. Um, I don't know who the action coordinators or stunt people were, but excellent work. Uh, the Rock is very believable as a tough guy. Oh, and I just want to bring back the fact that they found creative ways for The Rock to dispatch with the other guys, but not just outright kill them. Yes, I love that. That was, that. That was, that really was actually cool. quite creative. Which things. should bleed into the chase fight scenes, which I'll let you get Perfect. into right now. Chase fight scenes, I, I think I gave it a three and a half. Just oh, really? 
Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't remember caring as much about the chases. I just, I like more stand-up fights. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I actually gave it a uh, four and a half. Oh, wow. I enjoyed. Okay. It. Yeah, I really thought the the fight scenes were well done. I mean, they had the fight in the bar, um, the the fight in the office, well choreographed, well done. And again, I loved that he never killed any. You know, I guess you're right. I think I, I think I thought about this the wrong way. Because I was thinking about like the when they're in the bulletproof car and the motorcycle, and I just sort of I was like, and the plane, and I was yeah. like, oh, I was kind of I was kind of boring. Somehow I wasn't thinking about fights as much as chases. That's interesting. Um, yeah, and I was stupid. well, I was when stupid. I consider chase scenes, I consider it to be like when they're like literally being chased in a car in a vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing them. That's true. Yeah, so I think. I think mine's a little low there, but I'm going to keep it. Because you know, it's not going to be the best one. So, yeah. um, which, and by the way, when I say that, I don't, I don't mean to take anything away from it. Cause it, I really enjoyed it. Like really it's to anybody who's listening to this. If you, if you've made it this far, yeah. um, you know, this is an endorsement from both of us that you should definitely watch it. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, so I think I already said I gave it four and a half for the fight scenes, yeah. and I explained yeah. why. So on the film coherence, this one's for me. I, I gave it a four. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I think there's a little bit too much exposition at the end, I think, but that's because it's a comedy, right? So they were just trying. I, I think the only issue this thing had with coherence was just that it was it, it expanded to get in more jokes. But in my opinion, the jokes all worked. But it's still they weren't absolutely necessary. Right. So that's why I didn't give it like a full five, but I, you know, I don't think that there was any real issues with it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I gave, I gave it a three and a half, but I feel pretty much exactly the same way. Um, like to, this is going to be a really fucking boring thing. Cause I think we, we, we feel the same way. I know it's really funny. This is like the first one that we're like, yep, I feel the same. Yeah. I feel the same. <laughs> I could have given it a four because I thought pretty much everything worked. But like you said, it, you know, it kind of dragged on a little bit. And there were there were a couple of parts where it was like we could probably cut a little bit and be better off because it would be the pace would be a little bit better. Right. But in general, it wasn't incoherent. It made sense at the end. It was interesting when they brought, you know, oh, look, his partner is actually still alive. And I, you know what I really liked is it had like a slight like Rushamon moment where we see the rocks memory of how right. and then we see how they and viewed we, it from the CIA. Yeah. And then we see the actual, or, you know, Aaron Paul's memory of it. And I love the acting being different at the end. Okay, Bob. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's I like, like so you're sick of him. Great. Great. Just I like holding it close. No, no, that was, that was really good. So I enjoyed, I, I felt like the twist made sense. Yeah. It, yeah. it went along with like us not being sure if Bob is really a reliable narrator or not. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, the only thing that that's like, you know, detracted from the film coherence from that is that then he needs the exposition to explain what happened. Right. True. And it's always that moment where you're like, I'm going to, I could kill you now, but I'm going to explain what happened. Yeah. And it's like, True. okay, no, that doesn't really need to happen. Like we get, it, you're alive, but it, it gives it that joke. Right. Yeah, and it was really funny to see that part. It was. Um, do you feel like 
it's kind of a thing with recent movies to sort of to sort of not end at yes. Because we're, I yes. mean, we're gonna we're gonna skip aliens because that's different. You know, cliffhanger ended really abruptly. Right. Like, I feel like that was that was more abrupt than normal. But that it's not abrupt. that much different than a lot of what action movies were in the eighties and nineties. Absolutely. I feel like they got to the end and it ended. Like uh the, the bad guys are dispatched, they're safe. You might get like a kiss at the end with the, you know, but that was basically it. And now I feel like a lot more movies kind of keep going when they could have ended a little bit. So maybe right. maybe more in the middle would be preferable. Not that this one dragged on so much. No, it did. I mean, and the thing is, this so this movie is different, I feel like, mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Because with a lot of action movies, they're not this funny, right? Yeah. So when you're adding on that extra time, you're like, okay, I get it. Everybody's happily ever after. Got it. Uh, or you're setting it up for the sequel, right? Yeah, but this one absolutely could have ended at the uh, the reunion. Right. And then but, I enjoyed the 16 Candles throwback. Right. I kind of wondered if it was totally necessary. Yeah, it's not wondered. necessary. It's not. Yeah. It, it, like, could have been a deleted scene or something like that. Right. Or it could have been a post credit scene. Exactly, exactly. Like, that would have been a fun way to, to toss it in. Or, yeah. That would have been perfect, I think, because you don't need it. Right. But it's fun. But it's fun. So it doesn't bother me to have it in there, but it definitely doesn't need to be there. Um, exactly. And even the uh, the reunion scene, I feel like, went on a little bit too long. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. That was what I was saying towards the end. It, the exposition is a little long. Yeah. And he gives a speech. It's He gets naked. It's all very, like, fine. But, like, this is kind of going for a bit. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. Again, I was entertained the whole time, but it, it definitely it didn't need to be there. Am I the only um, one who was very very aware of the fact that he was naked when he was kissing Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, I know. Like, if it had been me and I'm kissing someone for the first time, I'd be like, I'm naked. I'm going to maybe... I'm going like to put on maybe some swim trunks. Uh, something? Because I don't want to just have a have a, have a a woody right in the middle of the dance yeah. floor. Raging <laughs> all Even more awkward, being rock hard right at the end of there. Rock hard, I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> saving that one. <laughs> all right, so now we go on to hero appeal, and I believe uh, this one is it's yours. Well, I I have a four and a half. Me too. Perfect. Look at us. Uh, it's really appealing. They're both really funny. They're both really likable. The, the Rock is always likable. I uh, yeah. I had movies where I didn't love Kevin Hart as much, but this one he was really likable because, like you said, he's he, he didn't. He was like more humble, I guess. That's a kind of a bad way. He to was giving. He was giving in his acting. He was. He was giving. He gave space. He did. He absolutely let the rest of it breathe. The yeah. Rock was in some ways just as funny. Yeah, exactly. No, I thought it was great. I was rooting for him the whole time. You, you yeah. get behind the characters. You feel for him. You empathize. I mean, it was well done. I mean, I, I got. I sort of like. Why not give it a five? I guess in my head, but I just feel like it needs to be. I don't know. It needs to be absolutely me, perfect. To, yeah, for me, five is like the best hero of all time, possibly. You know? Yeah. Right. And this is not quite that. It is extremely good. I don't really know how they could have done it better, but that's kind of right. That's point. right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, we're talking about it. I'm like, well, how could they have been better? But I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just the overall feel of the movie that um, the movie could have been better, right? Yeah. And again, it's great, but 
Is it a masterpiece like, of cinema? Right. I don't know. Is so it a masterpiece of the genre? I don't know. I'm actually really curious where we're going to fall in the next one. Which one so, is that? Is that villain? Villain appeal slash hatred. Yeah. There, is there really a villain? I know Aaron yes, Paul. Yes, exactly. I, so I gave it a two. Yeah, really? See, yeah, I gave it a three. Because there isn't a villain. I gave it a three because the villain villainous aspects as they exist were pretty okay. But yeah. you're right that there, but there weren't really there wasn't really a bad guy at all. There's not really a bad guy, which so the fact that they you know lead you to believe that this person might be and this person might be and all that stuff is really it works really well for the movie. But for rooting against somebody, yeah, you're only rooting for somebody. Yeah, the whole that's true. Season. That's true. It's and then the other thing is, is that Aaron Paul. I mean, you know, Aaron Paul's great. He was funny and yeah. surprisingly good at doing his, you know, kicks and stuff. But yeah. in what world do you think Aaron Paul is going to beat The Rock? Yeah, you know, just the size difference between them was rather noticeable to me. Yeah, exactly. When you have when you have some of the actors like, say, Vin Diesel and Jason Statham, they feel a little bit more like on par with right. The Rock's physicality. Aaron Paul is a little bit more. Of a normal person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it felt very like I remember seeing it in the theater. I'm like, Aaron, yeah, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess I guess the sure. in the Rock Johnson. Um, not that that was really in doubt, but yeah. When that although I will okay, I will say in some ways like the worst villain in the damn thing is Jason Bateman. Given that's true, that I thought about that too. But he's never, not the main villain. Yeah, he's not. That it is. He he barely he's not really in it for very long at all. Right, but not for the, long enough that you can say that he's the main villain. Absolutely not. And he what was I going to say? But at the same time, the, the pure cruelty of the prank uh, in yeah. high school, and then rubbing rubbing it in like that afterward—that's like some evil shit. Yeah. So he's he's hateable. Like I, it isn't often that you see something happen in a movie and you like feel physical embarrassments. But I was imagining, Jesus fucking Christ, if that actually happened to a kid in high school, the, the the principal was right. There's no coming back. And then I loved how they mentioned that he basically disappeared after that. You know, it's funny. Actually, you're make, you're rewriting this movie in my head. <laughs> so what if it what wasn't Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul was just the guy who died. Black mm-hmm. Badger killed him. And Jason yeah. Bateman was secretly the Black Badger. And the only reason oh. that he that he gave them the information was to yeah. see his face when he saw yeah. it was him. You know, I actually kind of thought during this when he was getting the account number or whatever it was that he might be like, this doesn't look like a normal account thing. Yeah. But, but he doesn't ever do that. He just gives it to them. But yeah. that would actually be interesting. There are a lot of interesting ways to potentially go. I think at the end of the day, they made a good decision. Yeah, I think it was, you know, I mean, it's so hard to know, like, you know, like what I just said sounds great, right? In my head, yeah, like, yeah. oh, this could have been cool, but it might have seemed too hammy, too. Yeah, you know, it's it, a lot of credit to movie ma- filmmakers. There's a lot of po- moving parts in a movie, and I'm that, I don't mean that, like, funny. no, I get it, I get what you're saying. It, I um, can only imagine how easy it is to be like that. Seemed like it was going to work. <laughs> they made surprisingly good decisions. I think it all worked. So this moves us on to supporting characters. Mm-hmm. This is you're you're going first on this one. Yeah, I gave supporting characters a two point seven five. I I didn't love them. I the the maybe it's uh uh like a the fact that the two main characters were really good, 
I, I kind of like didn't care about a lot of the supporting characters, even the wife, even the the CIA agents just didn't feel that great, but okay. So this is just hilarious to me because I cannot believe how close we are on this. Really? I, I gave it a 3.25 and it was the, almost the exact same thoughts. Yeah. Like they were okay, characters, you know, they were fine for what they were, but you don't really, you don't know how to feel about them for the most part, yeah. especially, you know, because of the twists and stuff, you don't mm-hmm. know how to feel about most of them and yeah. you don't really get that involved in them. Yeah. So like the, the whole thing is really about, you know, Bob and Calvin and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel too. So, well, so, the next category, I guess. So yeah, on the final showdown. So um, I gave it a 3.75. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a decently good final fight scene, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was into it. Uh, the whole sequence is good. Um, I, I really enjoyed when he rammed the car into the mm-hmm. other car to save Calvin. Um, but and then, uh, the driver, they, then the other driver didn't even want any money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good callback. Good yes, callback. But um, no, uh, yeah, you go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, but in what reality is Aaron Paul beating Dwayne Johnson? Although I did love yeah. that Aaron Paul said, bitch. I also, in this whole final show, showdown sequence, I have to say, I did not see The Rock shooting uh, Kevin Hart coming. I I know. I, I'm gonna mention that in my 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 review. Of- okay, go for it. Uh, well, I I gave it a three point five. I thought the stuff with the no, I'm the Black Badger. No, he's the Black Badger. Was a little silly. Mm. Not yeah, bad. It, it was just like, all right, whatever. But the the other final showdown stuff was very good. The sh- the shooting of Kevin Hart was a like, okay, wait, is he actually the bad guy? I thought I had decided he wasn't the bad guy, but there he is. And then when they show that he only hit him on the like grazed his neck. Yeah. I was like, that goes along perfectly with what we were talking about. With the exactly. They show it all. So they build it perfectly throughout the whole movie. Like he he could he legitimately could only graze you if that's what he wanted really quick right. and I was like how perfect that that's and what a good way to to prove to you know terrorist man that he's serious or whatever right so that that worked perfectly um I actually liked the fight with with Aaron Paul's weird double flip spin barrel roll kick yeah <laughs> it felt a little out of out of nowhere but at the same time it was fun so whatever <laughs> I, and, I, and i enjoyed kevin hart accidentally shooting the rock and getting it right i don't right. <laughs> and he only accidentally grazed his ass which is funny <laughs> yeah so that all worked it was it was very good uh maybe could have been a little bit more you know my for me it was a little less anticlimactic it was a little anticlimactic because the movie didn't actually end there right Right, this is where the exposition hurts it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. If it had ended on the exciting note, it would have been like, oh, cool. Or had a very short, like, right. afterward. But the, I mean, uh, I, I think that they could have just shown, like, they could have just shown him showing up in a helicopter. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe him winning Prom King or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. I mean, it... Like, quick. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, I think we both agree that it was that it was really good. It's it not the best action movie ever, yeah. uh, but better than Cliffhanger. So it's officially number two. Cliffhanger <laughs> is last. I, um, <laughs> I feel bad for poor Cliffhanger. I think I was a little meaner to it than I should have been, but <laughs> that's the way it is. It's, it is what it is. Um, Central Intelligence, 
I felt like they should have given it a better name because Central Intelligence is a really boring name. Mm. I forgot that I forgot that it was a movie, partly because it's named something so boring. But maybe it's good because it's not the best action movie. It's not the worst at all. It's it's fine. It's good. I like it. Give me yeah. everything I want. It was funny. It was exciting. It was centrally intelligent. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the comedy is just nonstop and great throughout. Yeah. really. If it hadn't been funny, that would have been, um, or if it had been less funny, that would have been a big, a big mark against it. Right. Because the comedy really did carry the day a lot of the, in a lot of the. Instances. Yes, I agree. I agree. So that's the show. That's our ranking of Central Intelligence. Um, thank you for listening, Mom. Uh, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> check us out next week when we're ranking Bloodsport. So goodbye. And ciao.